Joining us today on the Dialogos Radio and the Dialogos Interview Series is University of California Irvine economist and Professor Stereos Scaperdas. Professor Scaperdas, thank you, first of all, for joining us today on our program. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Over the past year, the Greek government and much of the Greek and international press has been touting the so-called success story of the Greek economy, saying that the country is back on track economically and that the austerity program has worked out. What is your take on these statements? Well, I don't think even the government, the Greek government, is claiming now about success story because in the, what has happened over the past few months is that effectively, whenever they tried, the government tried to tout this story. They were beaten down either by the European Commission or the IMF or the German government. The situation in Greece continues to be dire. The expectation of growth has moved to next year now. That's what in an interview yesterday, the Minister of Finance, Mr. Hardouvelis, uh, sort of mentioned. The conditions in Greece are dire. There is 26, still 26% overall unemployment, over 50% youth unemployment. If the, even after the young are moving abroad to find jobs, they move to Germany, to other countries, to Britain. Last year, in 2013, the so-called net saving rate was about minus 14%. What does this mean? That means that the Greeks, even the middle class ones, even those who have money in the bank, have to withdraw the money to be able to make ends meet. As an economist, I have never heard of a country having that negative rate, even in cases of severe war or anything. People are eating from the, the seed, hoping that the economy will turn around. But the economy is not turning around. There was announced by Elstat, or Eurostat actually, 3.9 million Greeks are in poverty. That's over a third of Greeks. The banking system is completely shot. The economy needs liquidity, money in circulation in order to have the wheels of the economy turning, for the engine of the economy turning. But there is nowhere to be seen. With a distant European Central Bank, there is no hope in providing it. Very excessive taxes, that regressive taxes that fall on the poor and the middle class. The rich have largely avoided them. The government, have you heard of Lagarde's list? The list that The former finance minister of France and the current head of the IMF has sent to the Greek government with rich Greeks who have money in Swiss banks. Still, they're playing around with it. After four years, they have done nothing. Debt as a percent, public debt as a percent to GDP continues to grow. And it's sustainable in the sense that the more the country tightens its belt to pay the interest, the skinnier it gets, the less able it becomes to make the payments in the future. This is unsustainable. Everybody knows that you need to have some debt forgiveness, but nobody is doing anything about it. And because of that, things are continue to get worse. It's uh, Actually, it was predictable two, three, four years ago and predicted by some of us. But the current government and the previous government agreed to the private sector had been an uh, initiative for almost three years ago that was disastrous for the country, I think, and that's where paying the consequences now. Recently, Greek bond yields shot up again, and we saw a sharp decline in the Athens Stock Exchange Index. This seemingly contradicted the government's statements that the country was ready to begin borrowing from the international financial markets once again. Is this indeed the case? 
Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. And uh, the government were saying we're getting out of the memorandum, the memonio. But then, as I you know, have the European Commission and the IMF said, well, we don't know anything about that. And the German finance minister, they went and they were trying to play it up like there is something, uh, you know, now Greece can borrow and everything. But the situation is precarious not only for Greece, but for the whole Eurozone. Even for the whole world, you have these problems. And uh, whenever you have a hiccup in uh, the rest of the world, in Greece, uh, you know, Greece catches cold, <laughs> so so to speak. So that's not something then that uh, you cannot rely on 9%. You cannot pay 9% yields in order to finance this enormous debt, refinance the debt that matures. And uh, in addition, Greece has a, yeah, has a, how do you call it, or, you know, financial gap that he has to fill. And uh, there is discussion of a new memorandum, although they would name it differently. So this is, it does, there doesn't seem to be much uh, light at the end of the tunnel. It continues to be dark. A couple of weeks ago, stress tests of European banks were conducted, and despite the Greek government's statements to the contrary, three of Greece's four major banks failed the stress tests. These are banks that have received hundreds of billions of euros in funds for their recapitalization. How should the banking system be dealt with, and are depositors in Greece presently at risk? Well, they received about tens of billions, which is a lot of money for Greece, uh, maybe 30, 40 billion, which is something like 3,000, 3, 4,000 euros for every Greek uh, man, woman, and child to, to do that. That's an enormous amount without any, the government essentially having any ownership. So that's a different, another scandal. But indeed, the banks are in precarious position because what you have is you have a lot of Greeks cannot pay back their loans and they stop paying back millions of them. And as a result, they are effectively insolvent, even more so than the, the stress tests were pretty forgiving throughout the uh, they try to present the best sort of outside uh, image to the outside world, not only for Greek banks, but other Eurozone banks uh, that they could. Yes, they're in a very precarious position. And that's uh, the main, one main problem. Although Greeks have borrowed money since the PSI, since uh, the February, March of 2012, for these banks to finance and recapitalize, the, to recapitalize these banks, still the situation is bad because the, the, the problem loans, are uh, their number is huge and they continue to mount. Despite much protest, the Greek government is slowly but steadily pushing forward with its privatization agenda. Based on the experiences of other countries that have implemented similar programs, what would the large-scale privatization of Greek public resources, corporations, and utilities mean for the country and for the long-term future of the Greek economy? Well, to my knowledge, the privatization of power companies or water companies or the sale of public property does not bring any significant or uh, any significant benefits to consumers. And if anything, it brings negative things. Like here in California, we have much higher electricity rates after the, the government decide to make it more, create more of a market in electricity. And there were scandals with Enron 10 years ago and more that sort of uh, exemplified that. So similarly, I don't think that it will bring any benefits 
to Greek consumers with a downside risk of making things worse in terms of how much they pay for electricity and other uh, utilities. Plus, the future Greek governments that might want to create policies that are beneficial to the average Greeks through the policy or through the holding of uh, these public enterprises will not be able to do so. Now, people say, well, that's what brought Greece to this situation. Well, but uh, the question is not between corrupt heads and employees of public corporations versus private ones, you have similar results. What you need is to to have properly functioning government bureaucracies that limit corruption as much as possible. And that's they're trying to solve the corruption problem, which is endemic even in uh, places like Northwest Europe, with a sort of privatization. But privatization will not solve these problems except providing some extra cash that is minuscule, actually. It's not much money. It's probably less than 10 billion euros. When they, they, they gave away to the banks uh, 40 billion euros, for example. We are speaking with economist and professor Stadios Caperdas of the University of California, Irvine, here on the Alagos Radio and the Alagos Interview Series. Stadios, many in Greece have hopes that Syriza, the main opposition party, can put an end to the austerity policies and the economic crisis in Greece. The party's recently revealed economic platform, however, calls for Greece to remain in the Eurozone, for a debt renegotiation to take place within the confines of the Eurozone, and they reject a unilateral stoppage of payments, the implementation of a more progressive tax code, the renationalization of Greece's banks, and the reversal of the privatization program. What is your take on Syriza's economic platform, and what could it do for the Greek economy? Well, the policies they propose are policies that the current government could easily have instituted. The question is, why has the current government not done it? Well, I don't know. The problem with Syriza, I mean, if it tries too little, then it will be Faced with a situation similar with the government of Neodemokratia and PASOK, where they they try to fool the people and say, well, we didn't agree to that, we didn't agree to the other thing, and then try to delay and delay and delay in implementing what they have themselves agreed. The European Commission, the German Chancellor or the German Minister of, the, of Finance, they sort of want to have, and the Troika, they want things implemented the way they have agreed. And because that is unsustainable and they cannot be followed, the government is trying to delay. Well, Syriza, according to this economic policy that he has, if it, if it indeed tries to do just a minor sort of negotiations at the edges, it will uh, not do much. The day after they try to negotiate something uh, seriously, you will have the European Central Bank come and say, well, we stop liquidity on Monday if you do it over the weekend. So this is really, you have to not only Syriza, but Nea Demokratia, elite institutions in Greece, organizations, all the political parties have not thought seriously what they have to do to bargain. Somehow they place the faith with their fellow Europeans of the Eurozone that they will solve it for them. No, they will not. You have to bargain very hard. You have to prepare as a country to say what is the alternative, the real alternative. And if I have to negotiate effectively, you need to have a backup. You need to have that alternative even if you don't really believe in it. So what is the alternative? The alternative, the elephant in the room that is lurking always is exit from the Eurozone. Even if you don't believe in it, you have to use it for negotiating purposes. 
Otherwise, they will laugh at you like they have laughed at the Europeans. They will laugh at you if you try to negotiate seriously and you don't have something as a backup. Just as they laughed against with uh, Mr. Papandreou, and that's what they have been doing with all the government since then. They are driving a hard bargain. The Europeans are smiling and sort of patting you on the back, but they are really very hard negotiators and they don't care if your country is in a deep depression. It's your responsibility to take care of your own people. And unfortunately, I don't see Syriza doing that either because it's been two and a half years, uh, a bit over two years since the last government. They should have prepared for serious alternatives, even if they don't believe in it. That's the only ticket they have. How are you going to go and negotiate with the Minister of Finance of Germany? What are you going to tell them? You're going to tell them, we want, even if you want to stay in the Eurozone, we want to cut the debt, possibly maybe revive the debt that Germany owes Greece from the Second World War. Maybe that would be one formula, but there is no other way. We cannot, our people cannot sustain the bleeding anymore. They cannot do that. If you want to do it like this, we'll stay in the Eurozone. But if you don't do anything serious about this, then we have to look after ourselves. And if you think there will be a blow over the whole Eurozone, well, it will be your responsibility, not my, our responsibility. That's the way you go about it. You have to go and be prepared. Be ready to get out of the Eurozone. Be even prepared to face an alternative geopolitical reality. Turkey, anyway, goes around and sort of around the Aegean and the south of Cyprus in any way. The, the European Union is not protecting any, anybody. So what are you going to lose? Following along this strain of thought, do you believe that a departure from the Eurozone would be the best move for Greece at this time? Well, you interviewed me about three years ago, and I was then said that Greece will do much better to get out of the Eurozone. And if Greece had gotten out of the Eurozone two and a half years ago, it would have been much, much, much better off. There is no way when you, if you had your own currency, you wouldn't have uh, you would have that kind of unemployment. You would have the liquidity problems. You know, you have fewer exports now after wages have gone down something like thirty percent than you had in uh, Greece had in uh, 2008. That was supposed to have solved the problem. No, it didn't. What is called the internal devaluation within the Eurozone. So, yes, I I thought that it was much better policy for Greece to get out of the Eurozone. It was feasible because the German, there are numerous reports that the German Minister of Finance proposed that actually to Mr. Benizelos, who was the finance minister uh, in 2011, late 2011. Mr. Benizelos and the Greek political class uh, rejected that, of course. We don't know whether Mr. Uh, Schäuble, the minister of finance, was bluffing. Uh, but even if he, if he was bluffing, Greece could have gotten a better deal out of the whole thing. So, yes, I believe then, and I believe now it's also given that Greece has to have a 4.5% of GDP primary surplus and other things. Uh, I mean, it's not. I, I don't see how Greece can continue within uh, the Eurozone, but it will be even more difficult now because there will be, it will be a shock after all these difficult times. It will be an additional shock, but the shock will be short-term, three to six months. But even if you don't believe getting out of the Eurozone, you have to use that for negotiating purposes. You have to do that. Do you believe that there is any chance of recovery for Greece within a Eurozone at this stage? You know, if you keep going down and down and down, eventually you will hit bottom. 
and it will hit bottom at some point late this year, next year. But the bottom, you need very quick recovery in order to substantially reduce the unemployment, the 26% unemployment. You need to have more than 1% to have any reduction growth and you need two three four percent growth to really start uh, bringing it down by 20 percent 15 percent in two years or something like that and i don't see this happening within the eurozone it will be growth but it will be very slow growth in the, mean, in the meantime people are exhausted we have minus 14 percent net private savings so i don't know so it is possible you will hit bottom after seven years of depression, mathematically, it has to start. It cannot continue getting worse and worse. You know, it's possible that it could get worse and worse in some direction if the international economy implodes. But it will, at some point, start going up. But it will be too little. We are on the air with Professor and Economist Stereos Caperadas of the University of California, Irvine, here on the Alagos Radio and the Alagos Interview Series. Stereos, what would the benefits be for Greece if it did return to its own currency? And having mentioned the initial shock, how could it go about restoring its economy in this way? At this point, the highest benefit of having your own currency is to have liquidity in the markets. Now, It's money is like oil in the engine of the economy. And the oil of the engine of the economy is withdrawn and replaced with sand. So what you have is that there is all this liquidity. There are firms, Greek firms, that cannot export because they cannot get bridge financing, working capital from banks. There are individual businesses that, uh, and when the expectation that everything is going bad and everything in the economy, so the banks don't uh, lend money. By having the government provide liquidity, by having your own currency, the Bank of Greece would be able to provide more liquidity. Print money. Well, you say printing money will be inflationary. Well, when in, in positions, in situations with such high unemployment, most of the money, the new money, will be absorbed like a sponge in the oil of the economy in order to, because there is, the economy is so starved for cash. So that will create immediately more economic activity just by having money circulating in the economy. So that's sort of the most immediate effect. And this also allow the government to create, uh, to borrow from the Bank of Greece, borrow in drachmas, not in the international markets, so as to restart the economy that you cannot do now. You can borrow to start uh, paying the unemployed, uh, long-term unemployed more. You can uh, start building more roads and uh, repairing the infrastructure that is deteriorating. Hire people, young people, uh, college graduates to do research for uh, research institutes in uh, all of those things. Do everything possible. This is an emergency. 26% unemployment and over 50% youth unemployment. This is a severe emergency and the government will be able to do it by using its own money. Now, the other thing is that the traditional reasons for having your own currency, it will be because you will have a devaluation of the drachma, exports will become less expensive and imports more expensive. That will create an additional benefit. But that benefit is not as great as it would have been two, three years ago. In addition, you have autonomy in making decisions as a Greek government. Instead of everything being determined, we are now a colony. Greece is a colony, does not have any kind of independent decision-making for its economy. So it will provide some national independence, 
it will create also some, you know, the government will be responsive to needs of its own people. It will be more responsive, more democracy than it has now. So it's there are economic reasons, there are national reasons, there are reasons of democracy. Greeks are have become poorer. Some Greeks are poorer than they were even in the 60s and the 50s in ways that it's unprecedented. But Greeks overall have become poorer. They don't have much more to lose. And they have a lot to gain by having pursuing independent strategies for uh, economic strategies and other strategies, policies in the country. Aside from a return to a domestic currency, what other policies do you believe Greece should implement to help itself emerge from the current crisis? It's an emergency situation that the, nobody's, the, the mainstream press in Greece is not talking about. It's unemployment. These people, whether they are in their 50s or 40s, you know, with no hope of getting jobs, they are, some of them are committing suicide. Others are becoming desperate, despondent. No. Then the young people also have, they, they see no future. They have to go abroad. So you, you send your most able people abroad and who is going to pay the debt, the taxes to pay the debt if the most productive, the most promising people go abroad. And then you have the older people cannot find jobs. Well, the most important thing, have a jobs program. Like uh, the U.S. had in the 1930s, WPA, having massive sort of build roads and bridges and the new railroads, uh, the metro station, the new metro in Athens and Thessaloniki, create sort of more things about access, uh, sort of hire the food scientists and others to to help farmers uh, have new crops and more profitable pro- uh, crops, hire uh, young scientists to do research, uh, research institutes, I mentioned earlier, anything you can do to try to jumpstart the economy, something that economists regardless of political position in the ideological spectrum, were recommended up to a few years ago. This is sort of something that the euro is a straitjacket that, that does not allow you to do that. So that's the most important one. It's an emergency. Hire more, doc- more nurses and doctors in hospitals that are understaffed, and the doctors are going uh, outside of the country. Pay a little bit more to the doctors who used to be getting fakelaka or something. Instead of paying them 1,500 euros a month, pay them, increase their pay to 2,000. Things of that sort, to, stay, to try, these are basic stuff that even a government, these are policies that would be followed by a red government of Mr. Karamanis in the 1950s, late 50s. Right? It's not something left or right. It's basic sort of stuff that we learned uh, after, during the Great Depression, how to jumpstart the economy. It would require also, I mean, in my view, the banks are ins- uh, insolvent and uh, they would have to be taken over. The Greek people have subsidized them to the tune of 30-40 billion uh, euros and they have to have them be taken over. There is no reason that the government should not be, I mean, just like Sweden did in the early 90s to sort of bring them back to health and serve the purpose of national reconstruction. Stereos, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today here on the Alagos Radio and in the Alagos Interview Series. And thank you very much for sharing your analysis and insights with us. My pleasure. And thank you also for having me.